4: Welcome back to the channel. Hope you're all keeping safe and well, and welcome back to another edition of Spurs Chat, where I've got three very, well, great guests to talk about Tottenham's 1-0 win against Burnley today in the Premier League. Of course, it's been the perfect week after beating our North London rivals, Arsenal, on Thursday evening. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur are back in the top four. Of course, Arsenal play tomorrow in the Premier League away at Newcastle. Now, before I introduce my very special guests, if you don't subscribe to the channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Now... Um, the end of season presentations also took place at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium today, seeing Hoon Son and Stephen Bergvine picking up awards, which brings me on to introducing our guests back from the stadium, Spurs compare Paul Coit. Paul, the big question is, is your microphone working?
5: <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, we're all right. So, yeah, I think everything's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's a cheap Norman you? Collier gag, wasn't it? I'm really sorry. I couldn't help myself. God,
4: that was a worry. Well, for for those who who weren't at the stadium today, Paul. Yeah, can we just not today? mention
5: it for those that well, everything went fine, everything was fine. <laughs> <laughs> there was no problem at all. So I get the microphone and it, see this one thing. Oh, we've all worked and had problems with microphones before. So I'm standing talking into it. And the thing is when you're down on the pitch, you can't really tell whether it's working or not. And I'm thinking, is that working? And it's basically the crowd are telling me the thing's not working. And I'm looking at this camera, thinking, "What do I do now?" Okay, well, uh, all right, we'll try another. And then someone hands me another one. I, I didn't that that didn't work. Someone's another switch. I think it was about three different microphones uh, until it got to the point where I just had to lean in and go,
4: "Hello." And then I could hear
5: it was working. So anyway, ever the professional, Chris.
4: Ever the professional, mate. Well, it's so, it's so <laughs> glad to see you back at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And really, Paul, you do have the perfect and, uh, you know, the, the best job out there. Interviewing yeah, London's about winning the player of the season of all today.
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, I hadn't spoken to him for a while and he's such a lovely, you know, I know it seems obvious and you'd expect someone on the firm to be able to say that, but you, you know, you, I'll always tell you the truth and, and, and Sonny is such a lovely fella and yeah, you, you can, you, you know that. And so I'm
4: so pleased that he got it. So it was great to see him. We've also got singer Anthony Costa back on the channel. Anthony, how are you? I'm good, Chris. It was lovely seeing you today for about
6: five minutes in half time. Um, Love to be on the show. Lovely to see Paul again. Obviously, lovely to see Dazza again as well. Great win. I always say great win. We won. That's the yeah. main thing. The three points is there. Um, and yeah, uh, funny story I was at Paul Kite's first ever uh, Spurs game. Uh, we was on the same table in the Pat Jennings Lounge. It was Paul, myself, and the snooker legend Peter Ebden. May less,
4: <laughs> Amazing. May
6: it was crazy. Oh, you right?
4: know. I've I've got to mention this, Ann, the last couple of times I've seen you um was half time today, half time at the afternoon game on Thursday. And when I've come up to you, you've you've told me to shut up both times because I I've been saying to you, it's happening. It's top four, it's happening. You're like, shut up, <laughs> shut up. You mean I um, you
5: know what he, what Ant was doing? If you don't mind me saying that, I know that you were going shut up, shut up. I'm trying to watch the halftime entertainment, so can you keep the noise down well, while yeah. I watch the, the the wonderful entertainment that's going on? So, and I appreciate that, mate. Paul I appreciate Coyne, it. Great. What can I say? Yeah.
6: What exactly. can I say? Exactly. That's why, that's why I was doing that, um, Chris. You know me, mate. I, I I don't I don't get too excited too quickly. I I will wait until the final whistle this time next week, and if we're full. Trust me, my Arsenal mates are getting it. <laughs> Texts, phone calls, and you know the beautiful thing as well—they are filming that documentary, aren't they? So yeah. If we pip them to fourth next week, I'm not saying we will. If wow, I am. That is going to be some pot call cool moment there.
5: Have me. you been quiet so far? Then you haven't said anything yet because that's the rule. You cool, know, I get I a lot from say them. Nothing. Say nothing, take it because you know what can happen. Wait until the fact. Wait legacy. until
6: the final whistle, mate. Next yeah. week, and and then we'll see if we're fifth. No worries, it's cool. We'll move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I've I've not, not bantered. No Arsenal fans. Good I man. Done anything on Twitter, Instagram, nothing. So this mouth is shut until six o'clock next week. So okay. Chris, I suggest you do the same as well. Yeah, yeah. Paul as well. You know, Paul Absolutely. knows what I'm talking about. I know.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, what, someone, the
6: person, the person that knows me too well is Mr.
4: Hartman here. Well, let's come on to actor Darren Hart. Darren, you've been a regular on this channel throughout this season and you've constantly told me the top four is on.
0: And I'm not changing that. I live by it. I believe in it. I believed in it right from the get-go. And right now, I'm seeing my vision manifest before my very eyes. And I'm staying positive because you guys can worry. I'm not going to worry right now because as Kevin Keegan said, I'll love it. I'll just love it if we beat them. And I feel that they're going to do us a favour. So, gentlemen that it's all aligning beautifully and it's good to be here and I ain't seen you in a minute so it's good to see you make sure you're all good so we can check in with each other but gentlemen I'm in a very good space and i am staying there.
4: Paul let's let's start with you let's talk about today's game obviously Tottenham Hotspur beat Burnley 1-0 we knew it weren't going to be a classic today and we knew it was going to be very difficult Uh, what did you make of it?
5: I, I thought we started well. I mean, the most important thing is that we had shots on target, you know, and, and, and it was interesting as the as the game went on through the heart, for, right up towards half time, you know, we we're all quite calm and we're thinking, you know, at least we are getting shots away. Whereas with Brighton and with Brentford, although the ball, we had most of the ball, we weren't actually getting the shots away. But I'm thinking, you know, okay, we're going to be all right. But then I think most of us, probably around 40 minutes it started getting this. There was this strange feeling, and I, I was up in, um, yeah, I was up in the West End actually, and 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 came down and then then into the corner, uh, ready to do the halftime. And it was interesting how the feel, you can just feel it. So when yep. players talk about, you can feel the excitement and then the singing, and they're aware of the tension. I was aware of it, although I was part of it, of course. You can feel it. So you know, thank goodness for that penalty. I mean, sometimes. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, It was a pen I mean I, I, The arm was up It was definitely a penalty But thank goodness for it You know Because it was Could have been one of those
4: games Paul can you just tell us You know For someone that works at the stadium Thursday evening For for instance You know Of course we beat Our North London rivals Arsenal 3-0 yeah. Tell us what the atmosphere Was like pitch side
5: It was unbelievable It was absolutely unbelievable To, to go down there <coughs> Excuse me I've got no throat left It was just it was, it, you feel it. It wasn't so much a noise. It was a feeling. <laughs> Honestly, listen to me. I sound like i am spoken like 50 a day. This is what happens when you end up shouting. But yeah, it was, I, I can't even describe it. It was just the noise. It was just wonderful. Absolutely fantastic.
4: And what did you make of today's game?
6: A bit like Paul, really. I thought we came out of the block, started really, really well. Positive, which was good to see. Had a couple of shots on target. We tested Nick Pope, who was, you know, who played really well. To be honest, to him, Um, so we tested the keeper. But then, as Paul said, the 40th, 35th, 40th minute started arriving. I thought, if they nick something at before half time, I think was going to be deflated. But we got the penalty. But second half, we sort of started playing into their hands a little bit. It was a bit sort of they sucked the energy out of us. For the first 15, 20 minutes, I was like, I don't want it to be another Brighton or Brentford game. Come on, boys, we've got to keep going, keep pushing. And we got in some fantastic areas and Sonny had, had a fantastic chance and Nick Pope did, did an amazing save. So it could have been 2-3-0. It was it was crazy. He was like an octopus today, wasn't he, Dal? So, yeah, listen, credit to the boys. We got the job done. Antonio Conte got us over that line. I will take a scrappy 1-0 win all day long because... Yep. This, as I always say to you, Chris, is the business end of the season. It doesn't matter how we play, it's about the results. And we've got the three points today. I
4: was going to say, and it, it really has been the perfect week, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a fantastic
6: week. I mean, for them to cancel, you know, our game against them lot in January, hoping that their players are going to come back fitter and stronger. And we turned them over on Thursday and it was a, it was a fantastic feeling. Uh, probably the best North London derby I've seen for a long time. And we did it at ours. It was brilliant. And they can never turn around to us and say that we beat you at, at yours on your first ever North London derby with fans in. So that's another little yeah, another little dig, another little tick
4: off the box. Well, I just want to go back to our conversation at half time at the Arsenal game. I said, we we're, we're getting the three points here. And you went, Chris, <laughs> it's only two. It's only two. They could come back into it. <laughs> Well, listen. You're not Spurs if you're not nervous at two yeah. Let, Let's
6: let's have it right. I mean, even if not, even on Arsenal when we was beating them three 0 when it was 70 minutes and there's 20 minutes to go, oh, I thought, oh, I'm not getting excited yet. Not getting excited. Not getting excited until I saw the the ball official put the um, how added time on. So, listen, we've been there before. Let's keep our call. Cool. Let's keep going. We've got one more game left, and it's and it's you know it's in our hands. It's in our hands.
4: Darren, let's come to you.
0: Your thoughts on today's game business the boys did the business it was a tricky tie and if we're all honest with ourselves we all had that moment after our Man City game and then what came after that and we all had fears that we could get the repeat and I think what today highlighted to me was uh, again another step in the evolution of this team under Conte as Paul quite rightly said in that first half we were producing shots before, the ball was just being passed around and no one's making the move. No one's taking the risk. No one's being inventive. Today, all of that was happening. And that's why at 40 minutes, we all felt the nerves going, we should have scored by now. We should have broke fruit right now. We should have the one that we all believed. If we got the one, we could have got five today. And we didn't have the one yet. So the panic was setting in. But what I loved about what Spurs did today is we did the business. We needed to get the result. However we got it, It was immaterial but we've got the result because now our neighbours are not going to sleep well tonight because they're looking at a table that puts them under pressure. And we saw midweek what they do under pressure. That's not pretty. That's not pretty for them. They ain't got a back four. They've got issues. And right now we're going to have a good night's sleep and wake up going, it's one more game. We can do this. We can. Paul, let's come to you. Um, oh, I, lo- I love the break.
5: silence afterwards. You know what? Where <laughs> We just had to have a think about that. That was so lovely. <laughs>
4: Paul, let's, come ready. To yes. let's look at the Premier League table. The Spurs Thanks. are back into the top four. Of course, Arsenal do have that game in hand. Um, of course, they play Newcastle on Monday evening. How yeah. are you feeling as a Spurs fan about this push for the top four? Do you think the Spurs will be playing Champions League football next season?
5: Oh, don't ask me that question. I, you know, I, it, it's because it, it's only because, I desperately want it. But you know what? I'm so scared. Isn't it ridiculous that I'm so scared of jinxing it or doing something that's going to make it not happen? So um, I feel excited, Chris, about what's going on. And I'm probably... I'm almost more looking forward to the the game tomorrow night than I actually was to our game today. I don't know. It's like schadenfreude or whatever it is. But I just had to... It is. Every time I think about the Newcastle game, I mean... I, I, I'm 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 walking around singing fog on the freaking Taino's Old Main for the whole of the deer. So that's, I, I'm just, I, honestly, I'm just so, I can't help myself. So I'm very, very excited about it.
4: So well, but, Antonio, Antonio Conte did, I didn't answer that, that question, it. did I? <laughs> I'm going to come back to you, Paul. I am. Um, oh, Antonio Conte said that he is keen to watch this game. Here is a short clip of his press conference um, okay. earlier today.
6: Tell will you watch Arsenal play tomorrow night? And do have a good feeling that
7: Newcastle can help you? Yeah, but I think uh, um, first of all, and uh, we uh, we had to to do our task and to win, to get three points, and also to put a bit of pressure to Arsenal tomorrow. We know very well that it's not easy, it's not simple to, to play against Newcastle and uh especially when arrive the, the the new the new manager and um, they're having a, a good spell and uh yeah not an easy game uh, but uh, it will be the same for us uh, in uh, in Norwich and the last game against Everton for for Arsenal mm, yeah for sure uh I uh, I watch the game I watch the game because I I love football and uh um, I want to watch, I want to watch, I want also to suffer <laughs> on TV. <laughs> yeah, But um, I think it's a big achievement also to arrive at the last game and to have this possibility to, to take a place in Champions League, especially because I, I don't forget the path, our path, you know, uh, since November. And uh, I will see what happen. we'll see what happens, we'll see what happens now.
5: I thought we answered <laughs> that really well. I, thought, I think he, he said absolutely the right thing because, of course, you're going to watch the damn game because it affects us it's not in our hands at the moment it's in arsenal's hands so of course you're going to watch it and want newcastle to win of course we are so it's kind of a strange question to say are you going to be watching it no you know if it was if it was a matter of it's in our hands it's like it doesn't matter because this is down to us that's one thing but it's not it's in their hands at the moment so once our, once uh, newcastle actually beat them then i mean let 's buy let's be honest here, the elephant in the room here, which everybody is secretly joking about themselves, is the fact that Arsenal will lose at Newcastle and then we'll only have to draw at Norwich and we'll go and lose so we we all know that that's out there it ain't going to happen this is what i 'm doing uh, this is what i 'm doing Chris. i'm putting the, i'm putting it to bed i'm putting it to bed right now because it's out there, and it 's like oh, it's not going to happen. That won't happen. Everything's going to be fine.
6: It's happened before, though. That's the thing. I That's what It's it. happened before, but it it's ain't going this time. Exactly. So I'm going to shut up.
4: Yeah. yeah. Paul, Paul, I just want to ask you, though, if, Sp- if Spurs finished fifth and we played Europa League football next season, would you be yeah. happy as a Spurs fan?
5: Would I be happy? No, not not when we've come so close. I'd be, I'd, you know, obviously you put this stuff behind us. I mean, we know, let's be honest, we know what disappointments are like. We're never going to be going, oh, my God, this is a disaster and what the hell's going to, because there's, there's a project that's being built as long as Antonio Conte's there. If it takes a year longer and it's the Champions League, whatever, you know, we will deal with it. But obviously I'm going to be disappointed if we're not in the Champions League because now we've come so close. We are so close to it. And so we just need to rely, hopefully, on Newcastle and then do what we need to do um, at Norwich next week.
4: Anthony, let's come to you. How do you see it panning out? Of course, Newcastle away for Arsenal tomorrow. We play Norwich next week. They host Everton at the Emirates. What are you thinking?
6: I just think if Everton needs to win, I think they're going to they're have to try their best to, to try and get a result. But I can't see... Everton losing, uh, Everton beating Arsenal, I can't at the Emirates next week. So it all relies on this game. But I'll come back to being, you know, the Spurs this season. I've speak to you on a regular, Chris, uh, and Darren as well. Paul, tell me what you think. But I'm fed up year in, year out, relying on other teams to do Spurs favours. We shouldn't be in this position tonight. We are, okay. Ifs and buts, the Brighton game, the Brentford game, the Southampton game. You know, these are nine points, so, so, which we should have won. They're nine points. we were two one up against Southampton and crumbled. So I don't want to be looking back and going ifs, buts and maybes. But unfortunately, that's how we do. That's how that's what Spurs do. If Newcastle is their last game of the season at home, it should be rocking. The atmosphere should be, the players should be well up for it because of the atmosphere. And I've got my fingers crossed. But again, I, I don't like relying on other teams. I, I, it's just, I hate it.
4: To to put a positive spin on this, Oan, um, you know, in these last six months and the Conte, Brilliant. um, we are going back in the right direction, and we and we're seeing your direction, aren't we? Rick, uh,
6: Chris, if you'd have told me we were going to get Europa League football, you know, or finish fifth, guaranteed fifth this season, I would have laughed in your face if you if you'd have spoken back yeah. in August. So the progression is there; it can only get better. Yeah. But we must sign players in the summer, ready to start straight away. I don't want to see projects. I don't want to see this play going to be good in 2027 around March time. I want players to kick on now to come in with, with experience. You get two or three experienced players. You might hopefully get an Ericsson back. It would be fantastic to get him back because he knows the prem and he was fantastic today. I don't know if anyone watched them against Everton, but we need players to start now and we need players that Conte wants, not what he, what we think he wants. If he wants John Smith from Inter Milan, go and get him. Or Perisic from Inter Milan, that's what I meant. Do you know what I mean? So, go and get players that he needs. And and then let's let's see where we are from, you know, next season.
4: I'm feeling
0: confident that Newcastle are going to get something out of that game tomorrow. Darren, do you agree? Massively so. I am massively sitting in a confident place on my little comfy chair going, yeah. Newcastle are going to do us. They're going to do a job. And just looking at what Ant was saying there about the progression and us not relying on others to do us a favour, because that's what Spurs have done. I feel today was a moment where I looked at the Spurs team that we put out there and the performance we got and looking at the new wave. It's starting to bed in where we're doing jobs for ourselves. Today, Burnley didn't do us a job. We did a job on them. We, We did the job we needed to do. They were tricky. They had their moments. We made it uncomfortable, but we got through it and we did what we needed to do. And I think in terms of moving forward, if we get Champions League and if we don't, I think it's a really interesting one because I think about this a couple of days ago. Me and Ricky was having a little chat about it and he was going, that was probably going to be plan A or plan B. And I was like, I don't think Conte's going to allow it. And by that, I mean, in terms of transfers, if we get Champions League, you can get this. If we get Europa, you can get that. I think Conte can be going, regardless of what I get, you got to find me the money because I want the push on. I want the big push now. And I think with that, motor happening and I'm calling Conte the motor because he really is driving what we're doing right now and I can see the prospects and I honestly I, I've, I've never thought about Tottenham like this but I'm excited about one well, watching Newcastle play and I'm excited about our last game normally that's Nerve City that's where we're all, oh my gosh I'm going to be doing a Costa to myself but I'm actually going let's have it because I've got no doubt in my mind we're winning that game so if Arsenal go to Newcastle and get a point it still doesn't matter. That's how I'm looking at it. All they have to do is not win that game, and I yeah. don't see him winning.
6: So it's argument... all about it's all about what he wants. Sorry, Chris. It's all about what what Conte wants. We, we, as I said, we can get players. You know, obviously, we signed uh, Pepe Sarr last season, and he's he's coming. You know, going to come from loan from Mets at, at the beginning of next season. What if Conte don't? You know, what if he doesn't fit into Conte's plans? Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? They, you know what. For me, it's another thing of another young talent wasted. You know, we're going to have to sell him. But if you go and get experienced players to, to, to come in and slot straight in, like everyone says about us having a bad tra- January transfer window. I don't think we did. No, no way. Did. No I
7: don't kidding. think uh, people have no said way. that though. I, well, I think it's, it's been a good look, one did,
6: for us. I think it's fantastic for us. But mm. you, you, get the, you get some people that go, oh, we should have spent 500 million on him and 300 million on him and they come and they can't hit a barn door just because they're a big name. It's all about getting people to slot in. Now, I'm not interested in the big names. If we do great and they come in and, and kick on, fantastic. But we've had players that come in. You know, you look at people like Luka Modric that came from Sparta Prague. No mm-hmm. one had really ever heard of him. We made him into what he is. state went on to Real Madrid and he's a Ballon d'Or winner. Yeah. So you get players that can slot into Antonio Conte's system. And, and we are laughing. We are laughing. We do need we do need upgrades in a few areas. I'm sure we'll come on to that in another show. But I just think we we need we need the, the, the Antonio Conte effect. And I think as Darren said, it's starting to take shape. Today. Yeah,
5: it's a, it's a balance though, isn't it? It's it's a balance between getting the new young talent in and people that are proven that you know are gonna succeed. See, with we, um see if we look at Modric, for every Modric, you know, I'm not gonna name any names, but there's also players that have come in that you're thinking, yeah, this one is gonna push them, that doesn't, and it doesn't work and no, I mean, there's always right. going to be there's always going to be a little bit of luck involved in it as well because you know what works over on the continent that looks like a fantastic young player might come to the premier league and it just doesn't work so yeah. there, there is luck involved it's never yeah. it's never you know an exact science that that person's going to fit in so if you if you yeah. cover both bases and then you know you've got young talent that's coming in that is going to come through and also it's got to be paired with the experience because it's, it's very difficult. There's no league like the Premier League. And, and any player that I've spoken to says that you, you don't realise how truly quick it is. I mean, you know, of course we can watch it, but to actually be involved in it is how fast it is. And And players do take, you know, time to get used to it. So yeah. really, we need players that are coming in that don't need that. This is what I love about Kuliszewski. He's fitted in. He's like a Premier League player, isn't he? The speed and the strength has just gone straight in. Um, So if the balance is right and we get the right signings, which is key, um, and and we've got to trust in in Conte. We've got to trust because he knows what he wants. And of course, Daniel knows that he knows what he wants. And once that, is then decided and agreed on, then I think we will be able
6: to make that big move forward. Yeah. Sorry, I've I got mixed up. We'll can't from Dynamo Zagro. Cheers, Tom. I completely,
4: yeah. completely forgot about that. It's so, funny though, Paul, isn't well, it? Well, well. ben, Benton Kerr and were, were uh, dubbed as Juventus rejects. I tell you what, yeah, if they're funny. rejects, yeah. then, then give us some more. Um, yeah. Paul, I want to stay with you. Um, Conte has now been in charge of Spurs for six months. Um, describe him and what he has done in the last six months of Spurs, because, I didn't think that I'd ever feel uh, like I do about another manager. Um, You know, Pochettino took us to, you know, the Champions League final. And, you know, I really liked him um, as a manager, as a man. Um, Unbelievable. But Conte, you know, the fans, they don't stop singing his name, do they?
5: Yeah, well, it's it's not surprising. You can see the difference since he came in, whether it be um, attitude, the the way I mean the players looked lost, didn't they? I mean, let's be honest. Before they looked lost, nobody seemed to really know what they were doing. And then probably when you get that situation, it's like any job or whatever you do. If you don't believe in what you're doing, then you start probably questioning yourself. Then confidence goes. I mean, it it just didn't look good, and it's it just shows what whether he be a good tactician, which I'm, which I know he is, but also how important being a great man manager is to give people, I don't know him. I, I've, I've never met him. I still haven't met him. Um, But you can see, I love passion. There are people that complain about the fact that he's got the passion and that he, uh, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve. I love that because that's what oh, I want right. to see. I want to see a manager yeah. that cares. I want to see a manager. I mean, we, for, for however much, let's be honest, As Spurs fans, we look at Jurgen Klopp and we think, I can't stand Klopp. He comes out with all this and, you know, and he's always arguing and he's moaning with us. If you're a Liverpool fan, you are going to love him because he lives and breathes the club and he wants what we want. So that's what I love about Conte. I don't want a manager that is like the old Alf Ramsey in 1966 that will just sit on the side and not really give anything, doesn't give anything away, very careful about what he says. Um, you know what? And if he says the odd thing too much, he says it, but he cares. And that he shows. That. And it you obviously, exactly. And that's what I want. And as fans, we yeah. feel it. Oh, and um, the yeah. whole thing is that anybody that feels what we feel, then, you know, we can be onto something because there's, yeah. th- they believe in it. Spot on one, on
4: that, spot on. <laughs> one thing I absolutely loved after the game is Antonio Conte. Of course, as you know, Paul, you were there. Um, you know during the awards etc but all of the families come on to the pitch afterwards yeah. and antonio contè watched him he he introduced himself and made sure that he met every single family of every oh, did single he? player incredible See incredible man yeah um, so
6: he's never met him. you're telling me he's never met like harry Kane's wife
4: He could have done um but there are certainly some players that he, he may not have done maybe um, him, uh, maybe. Paul, you're only with us for another couple of minutes, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on, obviously, you announced today uh, the player of the season, Hunmin Son, yep. yep. uh, Stephen Bergvine, goal of the season. Um, right decisions for you?
5: Yeah, I think so. It, it, it's difficult. I remember old Martin Peters used to say that when we used to talk about goal of the season, and he'd say, well, you know, you can't really say goal of the season. I mean, bless him, old Martin, he was a bit argumentative, but he would say, well... It, it, you can't really say because goal of the season is whether it's an important goal or whether it's a great goal and it, it all depends. So with Bergvine, it wasn't the greatest goal or strike that you've seen, but if it was anything that actually got us going, um, it was that, wasn't it? I mean that, that Wednesday night and when that, that one went in. So yeah, absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. With, with, um, with Stephen and Min son, wouldn't disagree with that at all. I wouldn't disagree. Um, no, I, th- I think, yeah, player of the season. Third time as well. So I, 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 I don't know the facts on that, but I, I can't think of anybody else who's won it three times.
6: No, I think most improved for me, if we're going to go a bit more deeper, would, would be Eric Dyer for me. Yeah. I think, I think as an improved you know, squad player that's been there for seven, eight years. He's I've been up there and then school.
5: gone down and then come yeah, back up again. And that had takes it. a
6: lot of doing what He's been absolutely brilliant this season
0: i would throw so, Ben Davis there as well to compete. In that yeah, well, yeah. Good,
6: yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll come back yeah. to you boys on that. Um, Paul, last question
4: before you leave us: yeah. uh, Where will Spurs finish uh, the season? Fourth or fifth? Oh
5: god! And can you someone sort him out?
6: <laughs> what, what's He's he trying, trying, trying to do to me? me? He just absolutely loves it. This Fraser. Every time I see him, it's not like a hello. It's like. Are we going to finish full? Do you know, oh, yeah, right. Do you know. Before, is why, this to make you live feel live? better?
5: Is it? Is it? If I say it, it's going to make you feel more comfortable, or on, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Just say
6: both, Just say both.
5: Look, hold on the... Okay, I'll say well, the it now. Is I think this is. I'm, think I'm having trouble with the mic. This is where I think we're going to come. <laughs> we are going to come. Okay, there we are. I've said it now. But, Paul, are, you... are you at Norwich next week? I'm not going to beat. No, I was going to beat, and I don't think I'll be able to take it. I've got family from up there, you see. So, um, the in-laws are all from from uh, Norwich, and I thought, can I? I don't. I, I just don't know. Don't think I could take it. So, um, I'm going to be watching it. But yeah, I, I, oh, I don't want to tempt fate. But I, I, I believe. Let's say it's there. It's all about tomorrow. It's all yep. about tomorrow night. So, yeah, there
4: we go. Well, Paul, thanks so much for joining us again. It's been a pleasure having you on again. Guys, I'm Paul, so I'm sorry I'm
5: going to leave you, but thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure well,
6: to see you lots of Just to you before you go, tell nice everyone sport. where
4: they it can find amazing. your wonderful work, Paul. Yeah, yeah.
5: Tomorrow, um, Talk Sport, early five till six and usually on GB News every morning at 7.20. Um, strange that there's more Spurs guests than anywhere else, but there, there you go. What can you say? Pure coincidence. Have Spurs, everyone. Enjoy <laughs> to tomorrow. Thanks, you Paul. Paul. Thanks a lot.
4: Take care. And let's come to you. Um, same question. Um, describe Antonio Conte's six months at Spurs because when you look at this six months and what he has achieved at the club, yeah. imagine him being here, you know, for another year or two, what he can achieve at this football club.
6: I just think he's come in, he's embedded his system, he's embedded what his, his beliefs are. It's taken, a lo- it's taken a little bit of a while, we all know that, but you can't. you can't, argue with the fact that he's got some players playing out of their skin for him. I mean, we we touched upon it. Davis and Dyer Just absolutely been brilliant this season. And I'll put my hands up. And we've all been critical over the years because that's what we do with fans. We are critical of players. But... Or some more than others. What's that? Some more than others. Well, you know, so uh, anyway, as I was saying, but um, I think for us, he's been fantastic and I can't wait for a summer. Our first summer with Conte, see what his um, ideas are, see what plays we're going to get, and fingers crossed, it's going
4: to be an exciting one. Darren, how are you feeling about Antonio
0: Conte six months? It's been it's been amazing. I think it's been when you think about where we were when he picked up this project, and for me, I think it was so important that we got someone of Conte's level. He is world class, and we were f- about to fall away from the pack. Tremendously, and it was going to be horrendous. There was the 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 signs were all there. Kane not wanting to be there. Everyone was. It was about to be destruction of what we've been building under Poch to get here. And when Conte came in, I was very excited. And what he has achieved with very limited resources that he would like has been phenomenal. As he said, we've said here before. If you had said to us, we're going to be fifth at the point when he took over. We would have all laughed and said, you're, you're, you're not serious, this is a joke. But what he has done in that short space of time allows us to be excited again. So, Conte, for me, is about the excitement. He's brought back the love of going to the game. He's brought back the love of watching our team again. He's brought back the excitement of what is the transfer window going to present to us. And it's brought back the love of competing with everybody. Because now we are. Now we're looking at going, we can compete with anybody. Man City, they know what we can do. We saw what we did to them. Liverpool know that we're giving them, them a game. And we know what our neighbours are worried about. And like, it's good to be in, in the pack again and feel like we deserve to be there. So that's why this end of the season, for Conte, if I'm honest, I want fall for him. I want him to go, look what I did. To really push on, give him that extra boost that he needs. Because he's a passionate man, as we can see. Let him go. That's my trophy. First six months for Spurs, that's my trophy. Listen, he
6: described saw- sorry, Chris. But can I just say I'm not sorry, mate? There's a lot of comments and everyone's got their own opinions. I completely get that, and it's fantastic. I didn't mean I didn't- listen, when I say Dyer and Date, I think in most improved player yes. has been Eric Dyer. And there's no doubt what? about that. Ben Davis, yes, he's gonna make mistakes, but if we do get another left center back yes he's going to be a squad player i'm not saying he's going to be starting week in week out but you've got to have a squad this year man you got you need a squad yeah you know look how look how thin we've been running for the last five six months look at the bench today we had two goalkeepers
4: do, I, think do, do, very, I, mean, I think it's very, I think it's very important to say, Anne, because Conte in this six months, and and you rightly said, you know, it's been very up and down. But he has improved every single player. Look at um the confidence that Emerson, Royale and uh, Ryan Session are playing with now.
6: Yeah, I mean, listen, they're not, they're not going to take, they might not take us to the next level. But if there's a League Cup game against Stoke or a League Cup game against Morecambe and that, it, he's not been playing the first, his strongest first eleven. He's going to be playing a squad. A second string eleven. So that's what we need. The most important thing for us for next season is getting a squad. That's it. Yeah,
4: yeah Paddy runs right. now. Guy does it. not get the credit he deserves this season. I he has been rock all season. Completely I agree.
6: Been critical for so many years with with Eric because it, sometimes he's flat footed. He don't rise for the ball. Yes, I've, I've been on your show. I've effed and jeffed and gone mental, but. You've got to give credit where it's Joe, boys. And I'm sorry, I I I talk passionately about that.
4: Yeah. Well, of course, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium today, we beat Burnley one nil with a Harry Kane penalty. Uh, let's talk about the starting eleven. Um, of course, there was loads of rumours about a number of players possibly missing this game. Um, Darren, let's come to you. Um, Hugo Lloris in goal, the back three of Dyer Sanchez, Davis, wing-back Sessignon and Emerson uh, in midfield, Hoybier and Benton Kerr, um, Harry Kane, Hunmin Son and, of course, Lucas Moura was the only change uh, coming in for Dijan Kulusevski, who, of course, is on the bench. Um, Antonio Conte uh, confirmed that he was actually informed by the doctor yesterday that four players went down ill with a virus. Hugo Lloris was one of those and he actually played with a fever today.
0: Um, what did you make of the uh, the starting eleven today, Darren? Um, I expected 10 of them. I didn't expect Lucas Mora to start. That was a little bit of a shock for me. I thought, like, OK. But I thought, you know what? Give give him a chance to put his statement on the game and start and give Kulitesky a bit of a rest. And I, I always expect, if you get bought in, to be the standout for me. That's just how my mentality works. If you're been on the bench and suddenly you get a start, I expect you to push on in the game. And more had moments, but it, it's, it goes back to what you were saying there, cost about improved players and people going about our squad. And this is what I've been stressing to people. When you look at our bench, it's not exciting. When you look at moments we've gone through this season where we've needed to rest, we can't, because we just have a, a first team that is being moulded to work. It's not the best in the world, but it's being moulded to work well. And today it highlighted that because... We couldn't make many changes. We played a few days ago. We couldn't start ringing in the changes, starting with Burtwein, starting with Mora. We would have been going, what is he doing? You can't risk that. You can't risk these guys in this game. And I think that's what we're building to, If that change. But that 11 there was the one, bar Mora, that I thought we was going to do, because that's what he's got. And I think that's also a telltale sign for any Spurs fan. We can talk about improving players and players who look like they've grown. But let's be real, this summer can't be about how much we love certain players. It's going to have to be who is good enough, who is good enough for Conte. And there's going to be players that are going to go that people are going to be a little bit upset by. And you know what? That's fine. Because Conte, Ricky says it all the time. I know that we say it here as well. It's in Conte we trust. And if yep. you don't trust him, then I don't know why you're here. Because we have to believe in this project. There are going to be some transfers that may shock people. That's what I'm expecting. Because him and pratici are working their game and we've got to trust it because as we know Ben Davis is not the best in the world. Eric Dyer is not the best in the world. They will assess the level they think they can get to. But if there is better out there, in they come because we want to be we want to be champions. We want to be winning competitions. That's what Conte yeah. wants. Let's make I'm it listen I'm not getting it twisted, right? Wow I'm being massively
6: positive for, for once but <laughs> if we You're had right, Champions League man. if we had a Champions League game, you know, on Tuesday would I be confident with the squad we've got? Absolutely not. No way. This is what I'm saying. If we don't get Champions League, if, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if we don't, it isn't a bad season because you can build on that. Okay? We've got to finish fifth regardless. So, Andy, you Europa the league there's going to be some tough teams in there if, we're, if we end up there. It's, it's the best way to play European football. And why not? Come on, let's go for it. Let's do it. Look at Rangers. Fantastic. Let's go for it. Would it, I be seems
4: like a, it seems like a very long season though, Ant, doesn't it? C- can you believe that, you know, it wasn't long ago that Antonio Conte was saying, if we finish fourth in that Champions League spot, it would be like winning the Champions League. You know, 100%. it just goes to show how much that this Spurs squad has come together and the improvements uh, that Antonio Conte has made in this squad.
6: But would you be confident with this squad we've got, Chris?
4: We all know as Spurs fans, yeah, you know, might, none, none of us are going to be sitting here saying that this squad will, be, you know, is good enough to go and play in the Champions League or even, you know, try and win the Europa League next season. Of course, I'm expecting an extremely big summer, and I hope that we get it. Yeah,
6: but I know. Listen, Chris, you, you're absolutely right. But what I mean is, it isn't a, 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 a terrible end to the season. I know we keep joking about fourth and fifth, but as I said, well, if, if, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the season, cheers, Gal, that we'd be finishing fifth. We under Nuno, I would have laughed in your face because the yep. football we were playing, the, the games, it was it was terrible. Probably one of the worst I've ever seen at Spurs in terms of play, in terms of um, teams and, and games and, and the way we play. But all right, we grinded out a result against Man City. The first game, fantastic. The walls, and then and it just went downhill. So Conte's lifted the spirit. He's lifted the club. You saw it Thursday night. You saw it today. The fans. I have to applaud all our, all our fans, man, because we were phenomenal Thursday and, and today. And yeah. I, I met, a, I must say, Chris, I met a lady today in Beavertown and she's a massive fan of the show and a massive fan of Last Word. So hello, if you're watching, say hello on the comments. She's definitely going to be watching tonight. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's just great because the Spurs community now and, and the fan base, you can tell that we're all together. And, and that, for me, means more than anything
0: in the world. It really does. It's, fantastic. It's, it's It's amazing. It's a pleasure going to football again. And isn't it beautiful that that passion and that joy that we all have together starts with our manager?
3: 100%. You know what I mean? Our
0: manager is, is bringing that to us because it could be put on a player. Like there are certain teams out there, one of them is up north, Man United, where it's all about individuals. It's all about players. Our team is being led. The fans are being led by our, our manager. He is putting it right through the core of this team. And, you know, we talk about fourth and fifth right now. Conte, as we all remember, said, if we got fourth, it's the Champions League. It's like winning it. Because he went into the room and he put it up on the wall. He went, I want that. If we do that, that's our achievement. And we are so close to doing it. I think the reason why it's so tricky as well, because we're competing with our neighbours. Yeah. And we don't want them to get it. We don't right. want them to get it over us. That's why it's even more passionate. Well, Antonio Conte said, um, "For Tottenham
4: fans, um, our our fans are vital in our stadium. We have an amazing stadium. We have to create an atmosphere, and that is so important. And of course, as you said, Ant, um, on Thursday it was absolutely incredible, a record attendance at our uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as well, sixty-two thousand and twenty-seven. And then today, even though it was an early kickoff, the atmosphere was great again. And you know what I love is the fact that." As you know, Spurs fans continuously um, sing Antonio Conte's name and they've really taken to him as a manager because we can see the direction that we're going in. Yeah. Um, now, in today's game, we had 69% possession to Burnley's 31. We had 21 shots to Burnley's 8. We had 8 on target to Burnley's only 1. Uh, we had 8 corners to Burnley's 2. Fouls, Tottenham 12, Burnley 8. Um, now, Darren, let's come to you in the 12th minute. Uh, a great cross. Uh, from Lucas Moura, Harry Kane, uh, header, was saved. A couple of minutes later, Ben Davies had a shot from 20 yards, goalkeeper saved. In the 17th mi- minute, Session on Cross, K- Harry Kane, header, cleared off the line by Collins. Um, you know, even in that opening, what, 17 minutes, we created a number of chances. Um, how, you know, before the game, how did you think this game was going to go? Did you think that we were going to have as many chances as we
0: actually did? I did, because I said that this is a different Burnley side. This isn't Sean Dice's Burnley. They would have really wanted to park the bus and not want to play. But this Burnley, they want to play. There was moments where they were going to allow us space. And what, you, what I found is that they're not in their strength. That wasn't their best 11 they could put out either. So we had yeah. the chance. We had the opportunity. And I think what I also was happy about is that this new energised, this new Conte-looking Spurs, they were looking for the passage. We learnt from the mistakes we made in the Brighton game in those games where we didn't move the ball quick enough. We weren't looking for the passes into the middle. We weren't only just trying to go, it's the channels. We were doing intricate passes in the middle. And I was like, that's what we need. We have creative players. Let's play to our strengths. And today, in those opening minutes, it made me me comfortable. And if I'm honest, this game was more nerve-wracking to watch than to watch the derby. And that's crazy town for us to be able to say that. And that's what it was. And the reason why, it was just a, different, a different game. It was a different, different format, different adrenaline, different energy, and different concerns, because we knew we had that game won early doors. This game, we knew it was on a knife edge, and we know what is in, as we say, Spursy, we know what's in, what's in our DNA. We could have let that game go to port. When it hit the post, gee whiz, don't do it to me. But there were moments there in the game where I was very confident because I was seeing elements of play, that I hadn't seen us do in these kind of games. When the when we needed to put in a performance, it was there. So that opening 17 minutes, I was happy. I was in a very good place. And let's come to you now.
4: Shortly after that, um, Emerson shot from around 45 yards. I will tell you what. Um, for a player that had been heavily criticised by a number of Spurs fans, you know, earlier on in the season, um, the goalkeeper tipped this one over the bar, by the way. But um, it just shows that he has real confidence now, doesn't it?
6: Yeah, he's, he's growing in confidence. Um, is he the finished uh, product or player that we need? Probably not. Um, we're going to need an upgrade, I believe, come the summer because obviously it wasn't Conte's signing. But he's, he's getting confident, more confident, game in, game out. And I think at if he's in the squad, he's in the squad. But I, for me, you know, I don't think that he will start every game next season. I think Doherty, you saw the progression in Doherty towards you know the last couple of months and obviously the Villa game, he got injured. So who knows where we'd be if Doherty was playing, but it's all ifs and buts, isn't it, and maybes. But Emerson, yeah, he's growing into himself a lot more now. He looks like he loves the club, he loves being there and fair play to him, but we're definitely going to need an upgrade for sure.
4: You don't think Antonio Conte can get a little bit more out of these players for them to, to be a mainstay in the team next season then?
6: I don't think he'll be a mainstay in the team. He might be in the squad, but I don't think he'll be first 11. Listen, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I I, I can't see that happening. I don't know about you boys, but I think if, if if for me, a Jed Spence from Nottingham Forest come in, you know, exciting young player, you know, young English talent. He's he's a, he's a fantastic player to watch. And, you know, I for one have watched a lot of Forest this season because I like I like Jed Spence. I like what he does. He, he can cross the yep. ball. He's strong. He's physical. He takes a player on, and I think he's fit really well into the Conte system. Listen, I'm just a fan. I'm just telling you what I think. But if Royale's in the squad next season, I won't. It won't upset me. But I don't think he needs to stop week in week out.
4: And let's stay with you. In the 28th minute, Burnley had their first real chance. Corne went through one-on-one with Lloris. And as I said earlier, Lloris was playing with a fever today. Made a good save, didn't
6: he? Yeah, done fantastic today. I mean, you wouldn't have known that he's he's suffering with a fever today. But, um, yeah, he'd done really well. There's not much more I could say that. He'd done his job. And, yeah, you know, (laughs)
4: Captain Marvel, isn't he? Darren, let's to you. In in the 33rd minute, Eric Dyer crossed. Lucas Mora couldn't quite connect properly with the header. And then in the 45th minute, Harry Kane had a shot from outside the box, went wide. Um, shortly after, Benton Kerr had a shot over the bar. Um, and Paul said this earlier, by about this stage of the game, there was a lot of frustrated fans around me thinking, you know, we could go in the top four. We've got to win this game. This is a must-win game. It seemed that we were getting frustrated. It seemed that uh, the Spurs team were were getting frustrated because the amount of chances and opportunities that we'd had, the amount of shots that we'd had, but we couldn't quite find the net. And then, of course, this, in stoppage time, um, good work from Lucas Moura. Uh, Harry Kane missed, went wide. Then VAR come on the screen um, in the uh, in the ground. Um, and then, of course, the referee gave the penalty um, eight minutes into
0: stoppage time. What did you make of that penalty instant? It's the rules of the game now. Like, do I think, if, if we're just looking at it from a neutral perspective, do I like the fact that something like that is given as a penalty? Of course I don't. But if that's the rule, then it's a penalty. I'm not going to argue with it. We've had them go against us. We've had ours with uh, Lucas Moura. We've had Eric Dyer. We've had um, Sissoko. Of course, we remember that one. Like, these the are penalties. We go, really? Really? But that's the rule. If the arm's out here, it's in an unnatural position. <laughs> So that is classified as handball. So we're going to take it. Like, we can't, if you're an opposition opposition supporter and you want to argue about it, argue with the, the, the governing body. Don't argue with me. Don't send me a message because all the ref did was follow the letter of the law. If it changes for next season, it changes. But that is what it is. So I'm thankful that we got it because, as you quite rightly just highlighted there, Chris, it was getting tense. And I think it was what we do as Spurs fans. We were projecting our stuff out there. We were worried that Spurs were going to do what Spurs do. This is a game we know we need to win. But we all had that moment in the week going, are we going to do what we did before? We win that game, then we lose this game. So because we hadn't got the goal yet that would have settled all of us, we were getting more and more angst up, more and more worried. We're on their backs. We're, get, we're feeling it for ourselves. We're all sitting like this. And the penalty allowed us to do that. And I'm glad that it came when it did. Because then half-time... The boys could relax. Then game, as Ant quite rightly pointed out earlier, we started to play differently. and We started to play into their hands and got a bit open and a bit loose. And I think also that was because they Burnley wanted it as well. And it allowed us to have those moments for the counter-attack. And if we're honest, if Pope didn't have a worldie today, we probably would have been three or four away at that point because they allowed us to create. But the penalty came exactly when we needed it. The goal came exactly when we needed it. And I feel that that's lovely to be a Spurs fan to go, the momentum and the kind of the good luck and the kind of that tide worked in our favour today. When normally the one where um Human and number ten who hit the post, normally that one thrives into the top corner and am going, Oh my gosh, they had nothing and there's to go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and,
6: and you said it yourself, Chris, sorry mate, it's sixty three percent possession we had. Didn't we yep. and we only won one nil. This is what I'm saying. Sixty nine. Sixty nine okay see so even better. But what I mean is, is that we had all that possession and we created, and we just couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't get going. We only scored a penalty. So, yeah. you know, you look at Liverpool game. We had a lot, twenty-five percent, thirty percent, if that. We scored. You know, we 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 played better than Liverpool that day. I think because we we played out the way we wanted to play. So, I think next season. I think once Conte puts his proper stamp over the summer. I think you're going to see definitely a different Tottenham. And I, for
4: one, I'm sure I'm talking after you boys. I can't wait. It's exciting, man, isn't it?
6: It's exciting times, Chris, because you just don't know what players he's looking I never at. thought he I'd just... hear those
4: words from you this season.
6: <laughs> Mate, you know how I feel about about Tottenham. I love him. Um, <laughs> I just don't get too excited <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the viewers <laughs> and listeners out there. Because well, we've been let down so many times, haven't we? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm not going to say anything until the final whistle next week
4: um, and see where we are then. Well, Antonio Conte on the penalty, he said it was a penalty 200%, not oh, 100%. God. It was so clear. Um, and um, Harry Kane always delivers. Um, of course, he delivered a penalty on Thursday um, against Arsenal. Um, he delivered again today. Um, simply incredible, isn't it? That is
6: classic.
4: Harry Kane. That's absolute <laughs> class, mate. You know, it the, to have he
6: knew what it was about
4: today the
6: pressure was on him and he took it and you know the mad thing was where I was sitting I thought he missed it I I mean because it just Pope didn't move and it looked like Pope sort of saw it go off but bang in the the bottom corner and just oh it was beautiful just beautiful listen you'll take a penalty all day long and and a scrappy 1-0 win and and at the end of the day we got the three points that we we went out to, to, to do so yeah great
4: Darren, let's come this to you on this question from uh, Rhythm2671. Everyone is always hating on Lucas Moura, uh, but he's the only one that we have who can run at players. Thoughts on Lucas Moura, and do you think that Moura will
0: be at Spurs next season? For me, I think I'm, I'm a person who I've had to really assess how I'm looking at this squad, and I look at Lucas Moura as a player who we love him because we have fond memories of that Champions League night, what he did to Manchester City, and all of those moments but if I'm really honest, we we have to upgrade there. Because Lucas Mora his end product isn't what it needs to be for what he's competing against. He's competing with Kulicheski's son and Kane. The, the, the person who just sent that message in said he's the only one who runs with the ball. Now, That's that's, I can't agree because Sun does, Kulicheski does. We're also going to be playing a system where our wing-backs are going to be doing that as well. So we are going to have runners. That's what Conte wants. I know that you've looked in our squad and gone, we're light on runners right now. So you want Mora in. But when you watch Mora, there are times when he runs when he should pass. And that's something for me is about your decision-making. Sometimes when he plays, he plays with so much passion that he just runs into brick walls. And you go, Lucas... Play the pass sometimes. Get it back. Do the intricate one, two, and then go. And he, he, he's trying to prove himself. And I, I see it. I get it. I understand it. However, if that's what you're going to produce of the performance, maybe you need elsewhere. Maybe you need the freedom to play every week somewhere else. We'll wish you well if it's going to bring in someone of a level that we can have that can come off the bench and have an impact instantly. Isn't going to be all over the place for a second and have a moment if if we're lucky. So I'm, I'm very happy to let him go. Some people may think otherwise, but I can't this summer be in love with my players. I've got to be in love with Conte's project. I've got to go, I trust you. So if he said is up, i go, yes, he is. Absolutely, I totally agree. And that's what I'm going to do. Just on the penalty situation that um, you just mentioned, gents, Kane has to be like on a different level mentally and has to be applauded for what he did. He took two penalties in a week. Against two, play, two goalkeepers who have been practicing with him constantly. These are yeah. England international goalkeepers who know yeah. what he does. So he's had to second guess himself all, all the time in pressured situations. What a human being. Like you, when you talk about world class players, people forget to, I sometimes feel, to really look at moments like that for Harry Kane. That's world class. Because any other human being is going to put themselves in a pickle, sky it, miscue it. Even he said in his interview, he contemplated going down the middle because he's like, he knows where I go. Let me do it. And look what Pope did. He stood yeah. still. He yeah. was like, I'm, I'm playing this game with you. Yeah. You're going to go here. But Kane came out victorious. God bless you. Yeah. What a man. Yeah. Darren, you explain to point 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 me, though,
4: Conte says it's 200% a penalty, not 100%. It was so clear. Why did it take so long? Why did it take VR, VAR so long to make that, the decision? And then, of course, the referee then
0: had to go over to the screen to make his own decision. What it was, what I picked up was VAR. I don't understand who it is. It all depends on the person who's behind the screen watching. Who's Because they saw that it was a handball. They, in their eyes, went, oh, there's a handball. We need to look at it. Then they spent ages working out if someone's off-site. And was like... He's clearly not offside. What are you trying to do? You're trying not to give us a penalty because you want him to be offside before that. Then they were like, oh, son's onside. Now let's look at the penalty again. Oh, was it? Was it? Oh, was it? Was, yes, it did hit his hand. And it's like, oh, no, we're not going to make it. You make it. And I think that's why VAR has been so infuriating for everybody in football this season. Because there is zero consistency in the people sitting behind watching and then how they refer it to the referee. That took like, that took like hours. Like, that was ridiculous. When all of us, from uh, being at home, saw it meant, under the rule, that is clearly a handball. Unfortunately for them, great for us. What can you do? But yeah, VR's a joke. Yeah.
4: And let's come to you. In the second half, 48th minute, free kick into the box uh, from Burnley, Kevin Long headed just wide. A couple of minutes later, another free kick headed just over the bar for them. Uh, in the 56th minute, Harry Kane had a shot blocked, rebound, fell to Ryan Cessignon, um who shot over. Um, what have you made of Ryan Cessignon's, um season so far? Because uh, he seems to be our, well, he's got to be our number one left back at the moment. But um, in my opinion, I think that Antonio Conte would probably prefer him over uh, Sergio Reguilon if he was fit.
6: Tough one for me. I, th- I think Sess, I think you can see he's got something about him. For me, a lot of it boils down to confidence with Cess and Yon. Um there is a player there. I'm not saying he's a well beater, but there is a player there. My my my, my problem with, with with that is is that you saw so many times today, I don't know what minute it was or whatever it was. He was getting, you know, Benton Kiel was, was switching the play, he was getting in, you know, Sess was was controlling it with his left who's running down the left wing, stopping and trying to take it inside and, and whip a ball in on his right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, lads, but if you're a left-sided winger and your preferred foot is a left foot, why don't you take it down the byline and whip a, whip across him with your left foot? That, for me, is very frustrating to watch because I think over the years we've been blessed with so many wingers over the years, you know, your Ginolas, your, your Aaron Lennons, etc. And yes, some of some some of their um, final balls wasn't you know like Lennon's final ball sometimes wasn't great, but he had that excitement. He got you off your seat. What's he gonna do next? And I think with Ses, he needs to have that confidence to be able to take a player on and whip a ball in the box and not be too and not be too scared. And if and I think if yeah yeah it's great. that's great. rapper's fifty yes yeah, spot on. It was nice to see the last shooting from outside it yeah, um, but. Listen, is Sess going to be there next year? I think he is. I think Conte's got a soft spot for him. Do we need an
0: upgrade? Yes, we do. Can I join in on that, Sess chat? I think what Conte sees is something that I've been looking at when you compare Sess and Regulon. Regulon has kind of the um, the Royal thing for me. He's more a right back, left back. And what Sessignon is, is a player who is a winger. He, he's played bring back before, he's used to being up and down. And also in the attacking third, I know, and you're talking about him cutting back. And I was watching that as well. And I was trying to understand what happened. Why? with Why? Sometimes what happens with him, because Kane drops so deep at times, he gets ahead of the game. So when he does his run, he's always looking to play that ball across the box for Kane yeah. running in. He's looking for that pass. And I think it's something they've been working on in training. And what I've, I've realised with Sessegnon, he did an amazing interview. I don't know if many of you guys saw it, talking about his life in Germany what he got from being out there. He said how much his game improved, how much he loves one-on-ones now and that he trusts himself and he believes in himself and he just got to keep himself fit and he's excited. And I think we know the player that was at Fulham. We saw it. He was phenomenal as a kid. So there is a player in there. I think Conte is seeing that. And that's why, again, it's down to in Conte we trust. If he looks at Session and goes, I can get more from this guy. I know what is in there. I'm going to bring it out. I'm going to get this out. Totally agree with you, and he needs competition. He needs to have somebody that is ahead of him at times going, this is what he does. If you're not playing, he's going to push forward. And I don't think Regulon provides that competition.
7: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I (laughs) think that's why if you're going to keep one of the two, I would do what Conte seems to be alluding to. Keep Sessignon, sell Regulon, get someone in, and you're not buying him to be number two, you're buying number one. And then with Ryan, you're going, force yourself in there, mate. I believe in you. Now force yourself in this team. And like we said, we're gonna have a lot of games next season as well. Because we've got a big season. We're definitely in Europe. That's a given. We start the season in a free cup competition as well. Let's go for it. We need that balance yeah. too. Yeah.
6: yeah. No, I, want, I want to put it out there, boys. I want to put it out. Sorry, lads. Cause, cause, cause it does bug me with with Seth, because as I said when we started talking, you can see he's got something, but the, conf- the, 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 the lack the lacking confidence is you could tell his body language on the pitch. If you whip a ball into the box, right, low, hard, or just a lovely, a lovely floating ball for, for a Kane header or whoever's header, or you know the keeper has to work. If he's going low and hard, the keeper's going to parry it. You're going to get your late runners in, your Cane's, your Sons, your whoever coming in. He's going to make the, the keeper's got to make that mistake. So surely they have to work on that. Do you know what I mean? You get... He doesn't do know, it
4: enough. I, and, and I know what you're so saying, but, but but I see as each game goes on, the likes of the Emerson Royale and Ryan Cesterion, and 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 like uh, Darren says, you know, they must practice a lot of this stuff in training and really work on their game because every game that goes on, you know, certainly recently, I feel that we're getting that little bit more percent from both of them. Don't don't you agree?
6: Yes, and this is this is what the frustrating thing is because, as Darren said, when you saw this young lad. Come out of the Fulham Academy, and he was absolutely brilliant. He got into the Fulham team of the year and the best Fulham player, and blah blah blah. When we signed him, I was I was half excited. I thought, okay, I've seen him play. I, I know what he's about, but I've not seen him progress, and this is my problem. You know, yeah. I know he's had, I know he's, I know he's had injuries, but all our all our fullbacks. Okay, and I said this on another show, on the other show uh, with last with Ricky and the boys. They haven't, for me, they haven't progressed. If you're working with the top manager like Conte and they're not progressing and we're not seeing a progression in those in those five-six months, something surely isn't right. Are they the right players? Did you see what I'm Yeah, now, totally if successful. you're being taught by by the best drama teacher in five months, bro, you you you're gonna think you're gonna excel. If I'm being taught singing in six months, I want to excel, I want to be able to sing whatever I want. So I don't see the progression. I, I,
4: Oh, sorry. Let, let, so, sorry, Darren, let me just come back to you on that. And do you, What players, then, are you saying that you don't think have progressed under contact in these six months?
6: No, no, I'm, I'm sorry, Chris, you're missing me, saying They have, there is something there, but they haven't been consistently progressed enough. Okay, okay. I'm not saying that they're crap. I'm not saying I want them out. I'm, not, I'm just talking, if we're talking football and talking with my Tottenham hat off for a sec, they're being coached, yeah, these four wing-backs, your two white wing-backs, your on Doherty, Emerson and Sess, right? The only one you could probably say that's progressed to a good level-ish is probably Doherty before he got injured.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be where Conte puts the bar. And I think when you talk about progression, like you said, if you've got six months under someone who's, who is amazing, you're going to want to see an improvement. And I think we can all say as fans, we've seen an improvement in everybody. But as you said, and it everyone's not been consistent. And I think what they've got to do, Conte, Paratici, Levy, they've got to sit down and go, where's the line that we're setting this bar at? Where are we saying this is the Tottenham level? If you're below that level, you can be sold. You we, you have to ship you out because I want everybody at a certain level. I want my first 11 and my second 11 to be as strong as it can be. And I think that's what Conte's building right now. And if he believes Cesc is at that level... Then I'm gonna back that he keeps you totally oh, yeah. But if you he know. doesn't, then out they go. Because as you said, we, we're gonna to need to be way more consistent within the season. We're gonna need a lot more players next season than we have this season. And like we all know when we play Morecambe and games like that, and you've looked at the team and gone, Oh, like that's what we're putting out, that's what we've got to do. We shouldn't be in that situation. We should have a very clear squad that we can use and use the artist.
6: I'm only saying it because I want to see these players progress, and I'm not saying that that, that that you know I want them out and this and out. And I'm this, you know, Brodie. I'm not moaning. I'm just saying I, I love my team so much, and I want to see our players get to yeah. that next level. What was the big harm in that? I don't understand. Well, should we be applauding a mediocre a mediocre left wing back? No, this is our problem. Over the years, we've applauded mediocrity because they wear the shirt with pride and they they tweet, "Come on, you Spurs." I into about that? Listen, I want to hug you. I love singing, but don't make me George Michael.
2: Do <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Totally,
4: totally. Well, yeah. I, I, I think it's pretty evident that if, if Conte isn't happy with somebody, you know, they're not going to be there, are they? So he will make those changes in the yeah. summer, we hope. Um, yeah. Now let's go back to the game. In the 57th minute, Harry Kane had a, another shot which went over the bar uh, after a good counter. 62nd minute... Burnley had a fantastic chance through Barnes. He hit the post, as you mentioned earlier, Darren, from a long-range shot. Um, Anthony, how are you feeling uh, when Barnes hit the post?
6: I was like, here we go again. They're going to score and we're going to have to come back out and try and nick, nick, nick another goal. So, listen, I was happy the post was there. and I
4: thought, you know what? Do you know what, me. You need me one side. You need Darren the other side. Do, do you You'll think not, we can, well, do you think we can will pump? and it will come. it'll come? <laughs> pump a lot of positivity into you.
6: <laughs> no, listen, uh, listen, you're telling me if that goal went in, you're gonna be sitting there going, Oh wow, what well, well done, Burnley, that was fantastic. Let, let's score another goal.
7: You well it didn't, didn't it?
6: Do did it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? If they scored, I'd be absolutely I'll be absolutely peed off, excuse my friend. So listen, I just want I just want, to. I just want, when they, if they, I don't know where I've lost my trailer of thought now. Yeah. Um, if they <laughs> scored, could I see us getting back into it? It would have been, it would have been bloody difficult. It would have been bloody difficult. So, listen, we've got the win. Let's just, let's just, let's just enjoy it.
4: Exactly. Um, Darren, let's come to you. In the 64th minute, Uh corner coming in from in Son to Benton Kerr, headed towards goal, comfortable for Pope. Uh, just a minute later, Pope made a good save from Son after a great team move. Uh, Lucas Moura then came off in the 79th minute. Kulocetki came on. Cessignon uh, to Son, goalkeeper saved in the 81st minute. Uh, just a minute later, Benton Kerr shot over the bar. And then, of course, Spurs then won the game 1-0. Now, man of the match today. Um, Tottenham Hotspur put a poll out on Twitter uh, for fans to vote. Four players named Benton Kerr, Cessignon,
0: uh, Emerson Royale and Harry Kane. Who is your man of the match today? Oh, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because I don't, for me, I didn't feel like anyone was outstanding in our team today. I don't think it was an outstanding performance from anybody. And like you said, there were different nuances. Hugo not being well, like knowing that, you go, well done for the save. But he didn't have much to do. I think if if I've got to out of that selection and thinking of who played well, I think I have to just go on where the pressure was. And I think I've got to give it to Harry purely on the penalty. And that's the only reason why I'm giving it to Kane because no one else had an outstanding moment, but Kane had that moment where the penalty was given, and that's pressure, and he dealt with it. So that's the only reason why I would give it to him. And I think oh, it, it, it was such a it was such a moment today. Like there were so many moments in the game, like you said, the hitting the post and stuff like that, where we rode a roller coaster. We were up and down, and we were emotionally charged. And I think the game played out in that way. And there were moments like Real today, like you're talking about Young and not making, going down and not putting in the cross. I watched um, Real a lot of times today receiving the ball, just rolling out his feet and whipping the cross. But with not always trying to beat the man, which was something that he consistently tried to do, trying to step over, trying to beat the man. So I I can see the training. I can see that it's starting to sink in and it's great to see. It's great seeing them (laughs) starting to get some upgrade in their performances and also showing different colours because if you're too predictable, everyone works you out. And now they're trying to mix it up and it's, yeah, it is, it is what it is. So, yeah, if I've got to pick a man in the match, it will be okay. Yeah. Who's your man of the match, Ant?
6: I think Hugo. I think playing with, with uh, playing for a fever. I think he yep. saved us. Um I think he's done really well. I'm not saying that Burnley, you know, so I had so many shots on target, but when he was when Hugo was called upon, I think he I think he done well. But if you you have to give it to the goal scorer Harry Kane, isn't you?
4: Well, Antonio Conte said after the game, "I've seen the maturity of my team today. I'm delighted to see the improvement in my players." Um, and you said um, Eric Dyer most improved. Um, who else do you think that the, he has really improved and has actually surprised you during this six months in charge?
6: I think we mentioned it, didn't we, Dyer? Um, Davis, as as Dow said, um, Kane he, he, he don't know improving, does he? Not nor does Sonny, but I think Kane dropping a lot deep. Um, I think Kane likes that role now. I think I think Dyer. I think I, th- I think he's improved. Dyer, I really do.
4: I really really do. What about you, Darren? Who do you think has has been the most improved under content in these six months? I think it's really difficult. I think
0: I I had it in my head quite clearly when you guys said um, Eric Dyer, I said Ben Davis. And I think just thinking about what you were saying there and earlier about the level of where the player was and where they are now. And I think then it's interesting because there have been improvements back to front. And I think that's amazing to be able to say that about a manager where I can name, like we spoke about, all of our our wing-backs Everyone there has shown moments where they've lifted their game because of what Conte's given them. You look in the middle, Javier Bentecourt, together, Javier's a different player when they're together. Like, there's a real different confidence in him, there's a real different energy about him, and that stepped him up. And you can see that. Now, when you look up front, for me, you know what, I know I want top four, I've always said it. I've not said something. Son, I want him to get that golden boot. I want him to get the golden boot it's gonna do something for this man's confidence next season because we all talk about harry i've just done it i've given harry man of the match because he scored the penalty but some could have had two winners today pope just literally like fate made him get in the way but yeah. some deserves it and i want him to get that golden boot to go he's such a deadly sh- like forward he is he is a danger for any back four i, I believe in the world because of what he provides. You don't know what foot he's going to go on, his pace. Also, he's not afraid to link up and be charitable and go, I'm going to do the assist rather than the goal. So I've seen improvements in his game under Conte this year. Like, he's a little bit more ruthless. Like, seeing some come off angry, I don't think I've ever seen that before. No. And I think that has come out of Conte building this fire in him. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the dressing room Conte said, I want you to get golden boot, make it happen. So when he took yep. him off at 70, it's like, you've got to go and score against Burnley. And I think that was in some mind, like those two efforts, he was on it. And I think that's what I've seen. It's an improvement right across the board. If you're going to pin me to the wall and say, I've got to pick one, I'm going to go with Ben Davies. Because for me, he has been a Trojan. We all would have said he would have been the first one out of our back four when Conte arrived. Because we like, there's no left-sided side centre-half. We've got to buy 20 because he's rubbish. That's what I was getting from everyone. But yeah. I did say he plays there for Wells, give him a chance. And what yeah. he's shown us is his character, his leadership, the improvements. So he's got a highlight reel of one last-ditch tackles that he could honestly get a move anywhere in the world if you just sent him those clips. So, Ben, you're my, you're my most improved. <clears throat>
4: Well, going back to talking about Hunmin Son, now straight after today's game, um, they had the player awards. Hunmin Son won three of them today. The One Hotspur Player of the Year Award, the Junior One Hotspur Player of the Year Award and the Official Supporters Club uh, Player of the Year Award. Of course, he scored 21 Premier League goals. He is only one behind Mohamed Salah for the golden boot. He said um, after the game, look how happy I am. It's incredible to be here. Anthony, how would you describe Hunmin Son uh, and his season?
6: He's been brilliant this season. I think he's taken a, a lot on his shoulders. I think the first sort of six, seven weeks, as we all know, Kane wasn't wasn't the Harry that we know. And I think Son took it upon himself to, to show what he can do. And he, he had a few games where he didn't really turn up. He had a few sort of quiet games. Um, and I think I think he's had a fantastic season. Um, he signed a new contract at the beginning of it. So, listen, he's, he's, he's going to be remembered as a Spurs legend if and when he retires uh, in in a few years, you know, whenever he does. So I I love Son and I think he's only going to get better next season.
4: Darren, what about you? How would you describe him Son's season? Because,
0: you know, he has been criticised quite a lot this season by Spurs fans. And he always does. I've heard a number of people tell me that he disappears in big games and that he doesn't like travelling away. He doesn't like playing against sides that... Are gonna crunch him and stuff like that, and that's where I go. Look at what he's producing, and his record season upon season is up there. Every season is up there. His passion for Tottenham is up there, and I I, I don't I can't knock him right now because as, and quite rightly pointed out. Start of the season, Kane was non-existent. He was he was MIA, and some was there carrying us through. Then they got back together and they clicked, and they they they're they're to... The world of football, when they, when those two click, it's dangerous. Now they've added the element of Kulicheski, and now that's clicking in a different way. But in all of those dynamics, in all of those shapes, Son is involved, and he's key. 21 goals from someone who, whenever Kane's out injured, people go, we don't have a striker. And this yeah. man consistently steps up and scores goals. Give the man his round of applause. Spurs, I respect what we do, because we do give him round applause. Yes, we criticise, some sections of our fan base do, But like you said, today, he picked up three awards because that's what he should be picking up. I want him to get one more and get that golden boot because him getting that, I think that says to the rest of world football, the ones who still talk about us being Harry Kane FC and all that nonsense, look at this gentleman here. As Anthony quite rightly said, he will retire as Spurs legend and he should do. God bless that man. Absolutely doubt.
6: And I think coming on to what you're saying, if we're talking about transfer, we, we do need another striker next season. I don't. I don't want to be hearing.
4: Uh, okay. We'll come on to that. We'll come on to that in a second. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you. Yes, we've all
6: finished top four, Chris. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice and easy.
3: Um,
4: and let, let's talk about the goal of the season because Steven Bergwijn, as Paul mentioned earlier, um, yeah. you know Steven won the official supporters' club uh, goal of the season for the goal against Leicester. Um, do you agree with that?
6: I think it would have been a, a, a toss-up between his goal and and Kane's last-minute Man City goal. I thought that might have been a shout. Um, but, yeah, Stevie B, what, what he'd done, you know, being 2-1 two, two down on the 94th minute to to turn that game around, I think that's my favourite game this season. I think we had a fight, We had a bit of bite in us and, yeah... You love to see it. And I love games like that. And I just, my heart rate was up and down, up and down. I don't know how you felt, Chris, being there, but me watching it on TV, wow, I was just going absolutely mental. Um, And I bet that's how you felt when Morris scored that trick against Ajax, right?
4: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I love games like that. That that is what, you know, supporting Spurs home and away and seeing moments like that, that is incredible. (laughs)
6: It's very interesting to say, Chris, because one of my favorite ever Spurs games, I'm not gonna say it's you know, one of them, guys and girls, is is the is the four three against West Ham, Staltieri last minute. I yeah. just think we didn't have the best of squads and, and they went unscored one and we were one nil up and two one and three one and three two. And then the, the, the person that scored our goal was was a right back. Do you know what I mean? So yeah them games you sort of live, live, live for the moment, didn't you? That's why we, we, we love football so much, but yeah, I, w- I would have given it to Stevie because he, he hasn't been in the side a lot this season. And when he was called upon that day, he really, really delivered.
4: Darren, of course, we've only got the one Premier League game left of this campaign. Um, What have been your favourite goals this
0: season? I, I'd agree that that goal there and that game there has been that Leicester game was yeah phenomenal. That was phenomenal. That, that, for me, you also got to look at the derby because what we did in that game for me was yep. just tremendous as how the game the way it played out. And it's funny and you spoke about that West Ham game. If I'm honest, as a Spurs fan, I don't want those games too often. I think Spurs time, we have way too many of them. Oh, we have way know. too many. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. We live a roller coaster for ninety minutes, yeah, and I'm yeah. getting older now, and I don't know what the heart's going to be able to handle. I can't take it, even, mate. I and you. I think it's beautiful that we're heading towards. If I can, if I can look in a Crystal Ball and see, I feel like we're heading away from those a little bit more now with Conte because he doesn't want those games where the team get the opportunity to keep coming back at us. He wants to win a game three 0 shut the shop keep going that's what he wants so i'm hoping that we get to live the games like that north London derby where we're at 70 minutes we can enjoy the fact mate, that we've won the game
6: it was ridiculous mate that game 70 minutes i was sitting there i was obviously going mad and singing but there was moments i found myself just like daydreaming because it was so easy for us it, it didn't feel like a it felt like an all derby of course it did but it, it, it wasn't they, you know, they hit the post. We hit the post. They, they, it wasn't, it wasn't a, t- a tennis match. So, listen, I, I, I love that game by all means. But I think, in terms of games that you think, wow, I can't believe we, we've done that. Yeah.
7: Chris, what's your to... game?
6: That began with and Roll one. That's a yeah. great one as well.
4: The game of the season, I think, was the Man- Manchester City away. Um, I thought last week against Liverpool was was a good uh, a good point there. Um, the Leicester game, obviously. Um, there have been some good moments this season, but then, of course, there have been some bad ones as well. Um, way. yeah, but I'll tell you what, Ann, you know, games like that, it doesn't feel like this season to me. This season feels like a very, very long season. Like when you think back, Nuno Espirito Santo on the, on the opening weekend, they beat Manchester City 1 0. You know, that seems like a very, very long time ago. It does. You're absolutely spot on. Um, and I wasn't
6: I was gonna back him and stuff and you know, because he was a Tottenham Hotspur manager, but I wasn't excited, I'll be completely honest with you. I thought it something didn't feel right. I think it looked like a last minute dot com appointment, as we probably all know it probably was. But you'd have to say that Man United lost three nil at home. I think that's the game that everyone went, we've had enough. And I think that's the, that, that was the arrival of Conte the next couple of days after that. And our season's kicked on from
4: there. Perhaps that should be the highlight of the
0: season, then losing three 0 at home to Manchester United. Yeah, maybe.
6: maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Is it? <laughs> yeah,
0: because it, it was. It was Elsakiko. It was the one. It was like, actually. It, yeah. it was like us or them. If if we won, maybe he would be wearing red right now. But thank, thankfully, we did turn up and we got the man we needed. So we'll take that. But, but that's what's
4: great about football, because you know how low I felt then. And how low I felt when we'd lost at the Emirates in the manner and the fashion that we'd lost. And then, of course, you know, on Thursday, uh, you know, how we won. And then, you know, today sitting back in the top four. I know, obviously, Newcastle are playing Arsenal tomorrow. But, you know, from from that to that, you know, in six months and Antonio Conte, I just think is absolutely fantastic. Um, Let's do score predictions now. I know you're going to hate this part, Ant. Um, Give me a score prediction uh, for tomorrow's match. Newcastle-Arsenal. I'm going to go for 1-1.
6: I'm going
0: to go for a draw as well. I'm going to go 1-1. Darren? Yeah. I, want, I I was going to say 1-1, but because you've both gone there, I'm saying Newcastle win it 2-0. Wow, OK. Got, you know I'm positive. I have got, go, got to go in. Love
6: that.
4: So what about um, Norwich v Spurs next weekend? And We'll lose 5-1 like we did against Newcastle. Do <laughs> <what it is. laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go for 4-0, and I'm going to say a 100-son hat-trick.
0: And, he, and going, he wins the golden boot. I'm going yeah. three-one
4: Spurs next week. I'm going three-north Spurs and gets two at least. And wins the golden boot. And then so um and lastly the uh, the Arsenal v Everton game. What do you reckon,
6: I can't see I just can't see him dropping points. I can't. I think Everton are Everton are folded, man. I think they had two men sent off today and their squad seems so depleted. Well, oh, part of me really wants Everton to win. Of course, they do. Um, do, do you know what? Do you know I can't, what? I can't, bet, I can't bet them lot. I can't. I'll have to go Everton and win, even though I but,
4: yeah. I was going to so, say, do yeah. you know what? Forget that question because if, if if we're winning at Norwich and they're either drawing or losing tomorrow, we don't care what they're doing at home. No, I don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Don't, don't like worry about
6: smash it. ten nil. As long as we're in the yeah. Champions
4: League next week, I don't care. So if our predictions are right all three oh, yeah, of us no. are back in spurs to get Champions League football next season. Yeah. Sorry what's that? <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think you did that. Anne. <laughs> okay, <sorry>. What's that? <laughs> I said if all, all if all our predictions come true, we'll be playing Champions League football next season.
6: Yeah, yeah, can't yeah, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing the show next week, Chris?
2: <laughs>
4: Don't worry. Right, and <laughs> what you want, what what you wanted to talk about earlier: The transfer window. Now surely right. with, with this six months that Antonio Conte has had you know guiding us to either you know you know being um, fair about it, either Europa League football or Champions League football, um, no matter what we do, I think that you know like I said earlier, real progression within this football club in the last six months. Um, you know if he can achieve this in six months. Think, you know, if he was really well-backed in the summer, think what we could achieve next season. What, for you, do we need to do in the summer?
6: Recruit wisely. And when I say that, get the players that can slot into his system. It ain't worth going out and spending £300 million on a player because they're the biggest name in the world and come in and they, and they fail. Go and get good quality squad first 11 players that can slot into his system. And as Darren said many times, and I think you've said as well, Chris, if Conte wants them, go and get them. No matter where, what team they play for or who they are. If he sees something that he can work with and, and they're ready, get them in.
4: What positions do you think he will be targeted in the most, Dan? Because you've already said that you He's think that we back. should improve right-back, left-back. Um, you know, how many, how many players, realistically for you, does he bring in in the summer?
6: I think I think five will go, five or six will go from us. I think Sanchez winks, um, La Celso will go, and Belle will go. Um, Roden will, will go, and you know it's a shame with that kid because he's never really got going, is he? Bless him. Um, and Mora and Birdwine will all oh go. That's about seven there, isn't it? Um, I think Birdwine will definitely go. Definitely, yeah. definitely, go Because he wants, he wants to be in the World Cup next season. He wants, he wants consistent football, and he's come out and said that. So, I'm going to be a bit sad if Bergie goes because there was something there with him, you know, and Galini as well. Um, we need an attacking midfielder, another striker, a second striker, two wing backs, and a left centre back.
0: What do you think, Darren? What do we need? Um, I think he's going to prioritise the wing-back area. So it's going to be left and right. He's going to look to strengthen there. We, we need a second goalkeeper. Um, yeah. I think he's going to also want to put... If if, I'm, if Conte's going to be bold, he's going to want, as I said, a wing-back either side, a goalkeeper, someone else to challenge in the back four, and he's going to want a striker. I think that's uh, ideally... And a creative midfielder, he's going to want six. If he's going to be bold, that, he's going to want someone in every area to improve it. That's, that's what I believe. Conte is he's, he's, he's big-willed and he's going to want it all. What he's going to get, I don't think, it's all six of those. And I think priority is going to be the wing-backs. That's where we are at our worst, and that's what would be a priority. But six, ideally, would have us looking like a real outfit next season. Yeah.
4: I feel like we've had this conversation so often about a, a backup striker or an alternative striker, a striker to play out front with Harry Kane, mm-hmm. no matter how you want to put it. Um, but the last permanent signing 2017 for Lorente, and surely it's got to happen this summer for Conte.
6: It's got to happen, Chris. It's got to happen. We have been so lucky that Kane stayed, you know, injury free all season. Um, and Son has been firing on all cylinders. But these games where, where we need something different, you know, Conte's in game management, I've been critical on, on a few occasions this season because he's looked on the bench and gone, I can't bring anyone else on. Who do I bring on? So we need a game, you know, someone that, someone that can be different. Like a Llorente, I'm not saying he was the best striker in the world, but he brought something different. You could go yeah. a bit long. You can, he would be able to nod it down and Kane get on the second or Sonny on the second ball. So, yeah, we need a second striker. That's without a doubt. An attacking midfielder that can unlock those, those games that we were
0: trying to struggle down today. I think Spurs but, have created our own problem, Chris. It's that idea of a second striker. Someone to play number two to Kane. And I think what Conte is now doing, which you saw with the Kulicheski signing, is he, he knows what he wants up front. He's got an idea of what that, that area does. And I think it's bringing in somebody that competes with that. Because I think that's what we've always said, is the Kane is immovable. He has to play every game. We can't... look at What I really looked at is what Liverpool do with their front three. And yeah. now they're front four. Now front five. All these players know they're not playing every game, but they rotate and they're happy. And you've got Salamana, you've got they, they, you've got world class there, but they're, they're happy to be on the bench if someone else is firing. If Jotter's in, Jotter's in. And I think that's what we need to get up front. Lose the idea that we're buying someone to sit on the bench and it's watch on the these table. guys. Yeah, yeah. we need someone who's going. I'm here to play, you know. Exactly. So, like, that's what I'm here to do. I'm, 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 I'm bad. Play.
6: Competition breeds competition.
0: Yeah,
6: you know what I mean. Yeah, and absolutely. Also, and also, you know, if one of the Cano's song, you know, please they don't. What
0: if they got a, a, an injury next season? I'm like, oh, I'm but and again. it was something you said earlier about when some sometimes goes missing and people are like, oh, he's not playing well. Mm. The fact that we have someone else that can play when he goes missing, that's what we should have. Yeah. We should yeah. be able to go. Come out, he's going to go in. He's firing. And I think Liverpool, for me, have got that that front line, how I want Spurs to look at our front yeah, line. Let's not look, so look so at hard. someone being immovable. Let's look at going, how do all of these five or six work together and we can interchange them however we, we, we please? That's what I want mm-hmm. for content.
4: Would either of you like to see Christian Eriksen back? Because there's been a lot of talk about Ericsson possibly coming back to Spurs? I think I've asked you this before, Darren. You said no. And how do you feel about it? Because he's come back to the Premier League in January. He's been absolutely brilliant for Brentford.
6: What's that? Sorry, Chris. I lost you there, mate. About Chris and Ericsson. Ericsson. Would, you
4: like, would you like to see Ericsson back? And, and oh, if, he, he, he did, if he did come back, where would he fit in?
6: He'll fit in a system where he will know that Conte's worked with him under Inter Milan. So Conte knows it, what he can do and what he can't do. What we need is a set, is someone that can unlock those games where we're struggling to break teams down. And Christian Eriksen, I watched him today. I know it was against a, a, an Everton side, but he was controlling that game so easy. And and you know, Eriksen getting Kane getting onto Eriksen balls, or Sonny getting onto Eriksen balls. It, they have played together before. They know each other. I wouldn't be upset if if he came to Spurs, for, you know, for, for for a season. That's just my opinion. If it happens, I'll back it and I'll be happy.
0: If it doesn't, then then no, then it's yeah. fine. Just to get you in the loop, my theory on it was I didn't want to be sentimental.
7: No, I don't right.
0: want to this do that. Yeah, of... I don't want that oh. in. I want it if Conte wants him, I'll have him. But exactly. if we're calling for him as fans because we love him, we want that that beautiful moment of him being with the boys again. Let's yeah. remember when he left, he weren't playing great for us. He played better right. for Inter. And yeah. I don't want to forget that and hearing Spurs fans going he can't take a corner he doesn't beat the first man like, I don't want us to find ourselves repeating ourselves and in history go again yeah. but sentiment sentimental value, um, yeah. sentiment for sentiment Let's not that's my,
6: my, my player that I think we should go mostly out for and Peter Simons knows knows what I'm talking about is James wall Prass done yeah. um, you know what you're getting he's ready made he can score your free kicks he can get them dead ball situations he can whip a ball in he's just he's just a very very good player and, and I've been I've been banging the James Wall press John for a long time because I think he needs to make that step up now if he if, maybe he doesn't want to do that but I think if he if he did I think Conte is the, the right manager for him if he was you know if he was to come
0: yeah yeah
4: um Anthony thanks so much for joining us this evening for this show was,
6: was, and nice uh... see you, mate thanks Darren as well
4: and tell everyone what you're up to at the moment. You're you're on tour later this year.
6: I'm on tour later this year, so yeah, get get your tickets and uh enjoy it. If you don't, then don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You've you got me on the got me on the. I'm, I'm not here to this. Di- I'm not here to discuss me. I'm here to discuss Spurs.
4: <laughs> you're you're here to tell me that we're finishing top four. That's exactly what you're oh, here yeah, for, oh, right?
6: Yeah, we're finishing top four. Yeah, brilliant.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Darren, thanks so much for joining us again and tell everyone what you're up to at the moment I'm just invading your adverts, you know what I'm doing I'm causing mischief, I'm trying to sell everything to you right now, I'm paying the bills, that's what I'm doing that's what I'm doing and and I'm looking to come and see the show we've got, to, we've got to work out something, the boys, we've got to come yeah, and see so we're yeah. on it, alright yeah, yeah. we'll Defo. do a first trip Defo.
6: and make sure well, Ricky turns up to the right place, yeah
4: listen, wow. apparently he can drive us now yeah, he can drive us there Oh
6: wow. Wow.
4: It probably takes it take to see a different band though. So I'm not sure that we're yeah, actually to see you. Blur or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much to uh, to Paul Coy earlier. Thanks to Anthony Costa yeah. and thanks to Darren Hart. Um it's been a great show and of course it's been another win for Tottenham Hotspur putting us up to the top 4. Of course we will all be watching that Newcastle v Arsenal game. Uh, you know, very intense game it will be tomorrow, but let's hope that Newcastle get the win or keep them to a draw and then we beat Norwich next week to finish in the top four because I want to hear that Champions League music again and I want to go to those Champions League away games. One, You know, fantastic trips. So uh, thanks for watching everybody. Uh, really appreciate it. If you don't subscribe to the channel as yet please do hit that subscribe button and I will see you on the next one. Until then, come on you Spurs.
3: Come on Spurs. with the new chevy silverado you might be driving in this but with the silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens it'll feel more like this introducing the new 2022 chevy silverado find new upgrades find new roads chevrolet
2: away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery